Hello, and welcome to the Tavern Chat Podcast. We are doing a fireside chat with Tom Knaus. Tom is probably best known for his work at Frog God Games. Uh, Thanks. Very much. I I, want to call it setting, but really, you deal with environments extremely well, Tom. And uh, welcome to the show. I'm glad to. I haven't seen Tom since <laughs> I haven't seen Tom since Tolkien. So, uh, you know, we've been playing some so role playing, uh, doing uh, some five E for a little bit. Um, we we've also uh, resumed some in person gaming. To um, your yeah, with some friends. You know, we all wear our masks and you know stay apart from game. each other, but it actually works out okay. What have um, you been it's not that doing frequent. It's only like maybe once a month or so. I'm actually going tomorrow to, me, uh, to do a game. Um, been a, I did the Frog God Games virtual game day last nothing, time it was uh, but, done. Uh, um, it's the pandemic. It's the pandemic. Okay. Help. Yeah, yeah, I did that, and that was actually pretty really? fun. Um, it was good to play okay. with people that I don't know, oh, okay. and yeah, we were all over the place. I wasn't healthy it was kind of interesting, but, uh, you know, a few technical glitches here and there, but otherwise it actually uh, worked out pretty well, and I think the players in it actually liked the setting because this is one of the things I ran for it, so. Okay. Mm-hmm. You see, I'm already, I'm already in uh, in trouble with uh, with Alice because I have not set up my Discord channel properly on the server yet in preparation for game day, and I, apparently I have to watch a training video. Well, I retired, so I would never have to watch another <laughs> training Yeah, we have training video videos, too, that they make you watch. In my life. You know, everyone's working from home, so. watch a training watch video a to set up my channel properly. But apparently, uh, I can't figure it out otherwise, which is true. So I guess I'll be watching a video this weekend. Yeah, yeah, you know, training videos, uh, for those folks who who don't know, I think it's just the way law enforcement covers covers their ass, (laughs) and it's like, yeah, we end up doing that too. It's not the same as uh, in person, in person training. To thousands of our uh, our officers, what we're gonna do is put together a video, and we're gonna make them spend fifteen minutes watching it, and then we're gonna claim that they're trained. Uh, please. 
Please electronically sign after You know what? I don't really know. It so we started out where you um, I had been working God, for Bastion Press, and uh, I really hadn't worked yeah. for them. I, 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 I was kind of like, uh, you know, somebody who submitted the them something, on, got it approved, walk away did like some unofficial and, stuff that they liked, and, 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 and what happened was um, they were starting to do like an environmental book. Right. And it was right. called Into the Green. Refused. And the original oh, author um, just kind of crapped out. Memories. Never did anything. So now and they had a launch Tom, date. And the launch date was said, like was 20 days. This before. So, yeah. so Jim Butler, who was the uh, owner of Bastion Press, writing you know, reached out to me and said, hey, you know, we have an issue. We have somebody who dropped the ball. Would you like to write this How book? Did that ever so me case. being like, oh, my gosh, I'm ecstatic to get my first really big assignment, said, sure. So I get all these files, and I'm like, holy crow. I'm going to have to go through all of these and figure out what to Ouch. use with them and then write it myself. And incredibly, I turned out – a I think it was like a 77,000 word book in 17 days. Jeez. Um, <laughs> no, I didn't like the whole thing. I can't take entire credit for it because there was some like monster submissions and, and other stuff I was able to use for it. Right. But, you know, I kind of started with that and then it's like, oh, well, you did well with that. Would you like to do one about another environment? And that became Into the Black. And then I, um, Kind of got out of designing when 4E came along, and I wanted to get back into it. You know, when Pathfinder started up, so I reached out to a friend of mine who actually worked with me on this project, Tim Hitchcock, and I said, "Hey, what do you got that I can do?" And he said, "Well, I got this project called Razor Coast. Do you want to jump on it?" So I said, "Sure." So I got on it, did a lot of stuff. You know, last minute fixing. You know, last minute we need this, that, and the other thing. When I finished, um. Frog God then approached me and said, would you like to write an environment book? And I guess they had researched what I had done at Bastion Press. And I said, sure. So that's how I started doing them. And the rest, I guess, is history, as I say. And what's funny is you bring up Razor Coast. And I, I remember the whole background of Razor Coast being crowdfunded and then not happening but it's also probably the last large setting an adventure book for any RPG I read it for Swords and Wizardry that I actually read cover to cover. It was it was actually that much fun to to read. And uh, oh, cool. my only complaint was it was hard to get a starting party 
involved in that. Um, where well, we are uh, opening a uh, new area of the Lost Land. Otherwise, um, all of the previous it, projects, it, other than Razor's Coast, were just kind of like. Very few things. I don't want to say. Because I, I uh, really. It's kind of left. Not really said where exactly it is. Um, this is south of the equator, so it is an island that's cover. referred to in the uh, primary source book. One of the Arkanos Islands, and it is called, yeah, it's called Tual, and it's spelled T-E-H-U-A-T-L. So uh, now you're and it is a Mesoamerican-inspired um, expansion to the setting. So there's two boats guide okay. to the island, so it explains its history, its people, the faiths, um, traditions, society, of the entire island, which isn't that big by Lost Land standards. I just did, it's kind of on the small side. It's kind of like probably the size of one of the Midwestern states. Okay. Those lines. So uh, this is the main book. Um, and then there's a sectors. One that I I wrote. Right. One that Tim Hitchcock and one that um, Rob Manning wrote, who's another friend of mine who's done work for a lot of companies. Companies. And we also have to a little bit of an homage to uh, previous. Product, which is kind of a play on words. The one adventure, the hidden shrine of Tomoe Chan. That's how you. Uh, I, I can never figure out how to pronounce he. I've seen a spell problem. I've never really seen it. It's spelled once for this. So, adventures are going to be in the usual three frog god flavor season and swords and wizardry. Uh, no, so we're going to do the adventures in Pathfinder 5e nice. and Swords and Wizardry. Um, so, yeah, they're going to be available for each. There's also going to be an add-on 
system-specific guidebook for each of the systems. Now, the 5e The Pathfinder one, and they're also inspired by the setting, um, but they can be used, you know, pretty much anywhere if you wish. They're not, you know, mutually exclusive. I'm sorry, they're not exclusive to to WoW. You can port them over to other parts of the Lost Lands. If well, you everybody loves new spells. That's like new spells and new magic items are always the ooh, 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 give me more. So that's cool. So now, what would be the inspiration for this setting from the real world if people were going to go... This is gonna reflect what 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 cultures are are are, are you trying to influence on? Or, um, or we predominantly drew new? inspiration from um, the aspects, but we did you know, port some uh, ideas over from previous within, uh, civilizations within and current of, ones that were in the, the area. Uh, so uh, we drew some from the Mayans, some Shurto. from the Olmecs, some from the Toltecs, and a little bit Tom from the Uka civilizations, but. By and large, it's um, very Aztec uh, inspired. Damn, I, I gotta say the one the one thing about the uh, the the pandemic and and being being homebound uh, all these days is that I'm I'm watching a lot of like. Nat Geo and and History Channel and reading about the uh, Central and uh, uh, South American Indian tribes or watching all this stuff on TV has really uh, been more interesting than I expected. Yeah, we actually have a like a, so, um, a source book in it that will explain some of the sources that we used, and, and some of them um, the were some of the programs you're referencing. Now, uh, with you the know, there's one called the Lost Pyramids of the Aztecs, uh, which was done by Windfall Films. Uh, Two-hour production. So if you were watching, one of them is actually a Nat Geo one as well. It was Nat Geo. Uh, give me just a second. So my thing here. Uh, Engineering an Empire of the Aztecs. We talked about how they built the city of Tenochtitlan. I guess. Um, how they did a lot the of engineering going, in the empire. Um, so we also have, of course, some you know reference books that we well, you know use to create this. But okay. you know, some of it again, it's fictional. It's not intended to be you know um, role playing in 16th century Mexico. It's intended right. to be role playing in the Lost Lands with inspiration from 16th century Mexico. So. Well, yeah, and and that's the whole thing. I mean, we, even when we're playing your 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 bread and butter, your 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 average 
fantasy roleplay session of the murder hobos. We're drawing inspiration from the Dark Ages or the Middle Ages and even the Renaissance, but it's not a recreation. We didn't have dwarves and halflings and elves wandering around, dragons and undead. So... Yes, I I, I mm-hmm. like the yeah. We're gonna idea have um one of the first goals is to add a bestiary uh, to what we got. Yeah, yeah. So I will say I will have to admit I did not create not most of the new monsters the for the adventures. World. Um, actually Tim Hitchcock so did most of them. Um, Rob Banning did some, but I ended up doing most of the mechanics for those. Not just um, so it was his idea. I just fleshed out all the numbers and all that stuff. But um, yeah. So we're looking forward. That. And one of the, uh, of course, another stretch goal would be to provide yeah. illustrations for these new monsters um, that are drawn from mythology, hard, legends, as well as some things that we used that we felt had the same flavor, but weren't exactly part oh. of the um, okay. culture. So, you know, again, and it's a work of, you know, based on fact, but it is still fiction. And, you know, we still drew inspiration from it, but we did really want to keep true to the origins while having to make some adjustments in some areas. So, uh, for instance, one of the main things we talked about when we first started this project was how do we handle, like, steel and iron in this project? Um, Okay. Do we totally prevent players from using them, or what do we do with them? And it was pretty much, it's still a fantasy setting, so there are dwarves, there are elves, there are other races who have steel and iron, so we kind of decided, well, it's part of it. Um, and it's also, remember, it's a semi-tropical environment. So if you want to wear steel plate mail armor, um, 95 degree heat with 50% humidity and the ability to rust, be my guest. Go for it. That, and that's on a cooler day, probably, yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it can get pretty warm. So if that's what you want to do. Go ahead. But other things, um, we did remain true to. We didn't allow. Uh, there's no horses on the island, um, so we're not, we're not bringing mounts. Um, and the people who inhabit the main human race who inhabit the island, the um, Asleys, um, have warships and other technology that they've developed over the uh, centuries that are different than what would have been found in. Uh, Mesoamerica in the 16th century, but we felt that they would be natural progressions and developments that the society would have undergone if they were allowed to develop as, you know, we we let them develop in this world. Oh, cool. Now, are there going to be uh, uh, weapons made from volcanic rock in this, or the, or Glass, I should say, because I remember that from the old uh, TSR adventures when they were dealing with, uh, I guess, 
the Americas and the natives. Yeah, they used the, the natives to, and for their weapons. Um, it, it was that fragile and it, could, and it was extremely was. sharp. It's, it's sharper than steel. The, uh, so, um, the glass scalpels are sharper than even surgical steel scalpels. Pretty fragile. Yeah, they're pretty but, sharp. Um, but like you said, they, they are re- fragile. They even like, so we incorporated that into like some of the rule mechanics for five E and swords of I'm sorry, for five E and Pathfinder. I mean, um, you know, but there are other okay. weapons. We also made one really? advancement that they developed. Right. The um, ancient Mesoamericans had rubber. It wasn't the rubber we know today. It right. Was similar. So in this version, they've advanced to create vulcanized rubber. So they've created some weapons that are made from vulcanized rubber that is like hard and also. Um, also, they have some types of armor that you can wear that give you uh, protection and also are somewhat flexible. So we thought that that would be also another natural progression that would make sense in terms of uh, technological advancements. Nice. So this is really going to be... It's in the Lost Lands, but it, it could um, also be... It's still be part of the Lost Lands, but it, it, yeah, but it is, it is by and right. large its own little world. Um, there are some connections to the more familiar uh, continents of Akados and Libanos, but by and large, it is its own little standalone, much in the way of Razor Coast was. Pretty similar to that. Okay. That's pretty cool. Now, do we know when uh, um, the launch date the this is for launch? Yep. Yeah. All the really? writing is done. Yeah. This is this project is pretty far yeah. along. All the art is done. All the writing is done. Um, the editing is. Uh, all the main book editing is done. The only thing we're waiting for is the editing for the adventure book. Um, and some conversions but otherwise this project is very far along and uh you know we should be able to uh produce it hopefully in an expeditious manner that um you know our customers will be able to get it hopefully quicker than anticipated but i'm not making any promises because i'm not in the capacity to do that but well that please uh the world of kickstarter is always one of r- mm-hmm. r- random issues yep. cropping up that nobody planned for. So, yeah, we're excited. Well, that's exciting. Damn. Well, I, again, the, the last time, time I, I, I saw Tom was uh, TotalCon at the end of February. And I'm, you know, I think there was some talk about the up, this upcoming project, but no details. Not that I was getting, not that I was talking with you mm-hmm. about it. <laughs> Just uh, other, yeah. others at, at Frog God, Bill was excited, but you know. Bill then talks in, in 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 vague terms, so you're like, he's excited. I don't know why yet. Now I know why. So, very cool. 
Well, Tom, thank you for taking the time out of your day. I, uh, I, 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 I know, uh, and, and again, in this world of COVID, yeah, it's so far really out to make that speculation that I, this time. I but yeah, if, it, if there's a total con, I have every intention of being whatever there. you would have been normally doing at your desk at home to talk with me. But uh, yeah, I'm in the same I, boat I, as you. I, I, like, I like driving through uh, it too and not having to get, deal with the yeah, airport. You know, I, 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 I probably. I guess uh, there's no uh, game. There's no game hole this year, so the next possibility that to actually uh, to actually see is going to be uh, TotalCon if there is a TotalCon. Yeah, Con I think um, uh, John can provide God some uh, the link to the uh, promotion free. page. So. Yeah, so yeah, if you want to attach it, that'd, that'd be same awesome. Same here, except when I can drive year. to. Like I said that I said every year, total con I can drive to. I like that. Yeah, I don't mind. Yeah, uh, Gary Con renting a car. Ugh. Well, again, Tom, thank you. Thank you for spending the time, and thank you for giving some uh, behind-the-scenes of this upcoming. Now, what, what's the actual name of the Kickstarter so people know what to look for? Oh, okay. I... I, I all right, that's that. For those that know, John Barnhouse, otherwise known as the Pex. So, all right. Well, Tom, thank you so much, folks. As always, uh, be safe, be well. God bless for all those dice. And uh, I shall be talking with you all, God willing, later. Mm -hmm.